na 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 How can I go that low? That is so embarrassing. I know so much traders gonna listen to this podcast like, what the fuck? How's this bitch so pretty? But sounds like such a man. <laughs> but basically, the whole gist was I wanted to be like, guess who's back, 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 back again, again, again. Maya's back, back, back. Tell your friends, friends, friends. But I, but I killed it because I just cringed myself out with my with my low voice. Wow, guys, that has been an issue for me, by the way, recently. I'll get into everything else in a minute, but guys. Please, dolls, send me advice. How do you not work on your fish voice? I can't do it. I can't do it. And it's so embarrassing. The amount of times I'll go out and a guy will move to me. And then as soon as I start talking, he's like, huh? (laughs) It's embarrassing, but it also feels a little bit dangerous. Like, I'll be walking home at night and somebody will move to me and be like, oh, yo, miss, you're very pretty. How are you? And I'll start talking and then I'll be like, what the fuck? Looking at me like, hold on. Hold on. Is that a man? And I, then I feel like my life's in jeopardy because he could just slap me for even stopping. Like, why are you stopping? So anyway, please send me advice on a fish voice. And well, do I need it? I don't know. I'm not that interested. The thing is, my whole life, people have told me you talk like a girl. So now I was like, okay, cool. Now that I'm a woman, you're not going to try and tell me I talk like a man. How could, I, how could that possibly be? I can't. I can't. Shut the fuck up. My voice has always been too feminine and now it's too masculine, no. But I do want the fish voice ability in my repertoire. Okay? That's what I want. Because if there's moments when I'm like at the shop or I'm I'm ordering food or whatever and I just don't want to be clocked and I just feel like I want to have that option. I want to, I want the tool in my toolkit, you know? That's the vibe. That's the vibe I'm going for. But honestly, yeah. Also, we, ugh, anyway, let me not. Let me not. Let's move on because I'm going to depress myself. Woo! Basically, hold on. No, that sounded way too self-deprecating. Guys, I'm good. I'm a bad bitch. I already know that. I'm just thinking out loud. Frank Ocean style. You know, we all have places where we can improve. Improve is not even the right word. Listen, let me stop. <laughs> let me actually stop talking about this because you lot are literally hearing me spiral. Let's move on. Where have I been? You may ask, where have I been? Well, not may ask, you have been asking. Honestly, I can't leave my front door and go to a motive without somebody being like, where's the next episode of Straight No Chaser? And I love it. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you. You've actually been making me feel so special, so loved, so needed. It's been so nice to go out and talk to people about the episodes and hear people's perceptions and thoughts and ideas. Like, it's just the fucking best. So thank you. Keep it coming. Keep holding me accountable. Because I am a Sagittarius. I will often start things and not finish them. That being said, this is not the type of po- podcast where you're going to get an episode every week. If I had the money, if I had a sponsor, yeah, cool. I could actually pattern that. But right now, Brokey, Miss Brokey's doing it on her own. So, yeah, it's just not feasible. But I'm not going anywhere. 
there will always be another episode coming unless I announce that this is the last episode, okay? We're not going nowhere. Don't worry, my babes. Mwah! But yeah, so basically the reason that it has been so long between episode three and episode four is a couple things. Okay, firstly, let me let you know about the logistical roadblocks of the episodes that I wanted to come out. The episode I really, really, really wanted to release. It's a really nice episode. I'm very funny. Um, The guy with Drew Consent, last minute. <clears throat> and technically I actually still could have put it out because he only verbally withdrew his consent but he had signed the release form but I'm just not the type of bitch so any guy that wants to come on here rest assured I'm not gonna I'm actually not gonna scam you or throw you to the lion's den if I upload the episode that's a different story if the episode has been uploaded, it's very unlikely that I'm going to take it down, right? But I will always give you the episode first for you to listen through and approve. And he listened through, he approved it, he signed the release form. The day before I wanted to put it out, he was basically like, I cannot sleep. Like, I'm very, very nervous about this shit. So, obviously, I don't want to contribute to somebody's fucking sleepless nights. That's not what I'm here to do. So... We stuck a pin in it. It's still in the archive. Me and the guy are still in conversation. Hopefully one day I can release it. Because it is a really, actually it's a really beautiful episode. But you know what? We moved. I'm actually not here to, to, to hurt or upset anyone. Secondly, the second episode that I had in my archive. Honestly, I had known even recording the episode that the episode was shit. I had locked it off after 17 minutes because it was just not giving. The guy I had met twice, this was the second time I had met him. The first time I had met him, we literally just smoked, watched a movie, and he left. And it was very, no shade, I hope he doesn't listen to this, but it was very dead vibes. He was just literally like, billing and watching the movie and responding to all my questions in a yes or no answer. We didn't do anything else other than that because contrary to popular belief, I actually don't usually mess with guys physically that I have just met. I usually take a couple links for me to feel like I want to do that because energetically I'm conscious of who I let into my body. Um, <laughs> that actually sounds like cap because it's like, babes, you've got 50 million episodes of 50 million guys that you fuck. But honestly, all of these men I had generally... Yeah, every single one of these men I had either met before or I had been speaking to for months before we even linked up and we'd been doing phone calls and we'd established somewhat, some sort of relationship before we had even linked. So, yeah, I'm very serious about my energy, guys. I've got to protect it, like Diggity said. Did I just say... Anyway, so cool. The the guy that what the guy that came to record the episode, the first time we linked it was dead. And then I put on my Snapchat story, I want to start recording a podcast about DL Trade, blah, 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 blah. He was like, yeah, cool, I'll come on. Really and truly, I think that he was just hoping, okay, fine. This is the second time we're linking now. I need an excuse to link up because I know that I was so boring last week or whenever it was that we linked. Um, so... 
yeah, let me just pretend that I'm going to be down for our podcast. He came, he's trying to stick it on me a little bit, all while still, all while still being boring. So I don't understand how he thought that was going to work. And then, and by boring, I mean like he would literally just give yes or no answers or like I, I would ask him certain questions. You know them type of DR man who is like, you ask him questions and they're like, oh, I don't want to go into that. I can't talk about that still. Well, let's change the subject. It's like, bro, please, you're actually not Beyonce. I'm not going to leak anything to the press. I actually don't even know your real name. So let's start there. Anyway, I got the mic out, recorded for 17 minutes and locked it off because it was so dead. He was just giving me the same energy that he was giving me off mic and it was not a vibe. So when I eventually listened back to that episode in the event of the ideal episode I wanted to drop back in out, I listened back to this as a contingency, hoping there was something I could salvage and there really wasn't. So I have spent the last couple of months, months amongst other things, trying to rebuild a repertoire of men that would be willing to record. And, you know, they came, but it took a while. It took a while. So that's the podcasty, podcasty bit of why the podcast had got held up. My personal life bit of why the podcast had got held up. It's all pretty good things. Obviously, I told you that I was looking after my mum till, well, last time I recorded, I was there in Leicester looking after her until the end of January, beginning of February. She's doing really, really well now. Wahiguru, recovering beautifully. Oh, that's my best friend. I love her so much. Hi, mommy. She's not listening to this. Hopefully. Oh, please, please don't be listening to this. If you're listening to this and you've got to episode four, you already know way too much. Turn it off. Please, please, please. I beg you. Mom. What are you doing here, Ariana? Ariana, what are you doing here? Please go. Anyway, on top of that... I also, at the beginning of February, released my song and video. Guys, that's been overwhelming. Uh, Overwhelming and record-breaking. No fucking cap. Check BBC News, bitch. I'm really out here breaking records. Like, thank you. Thank you to everybody that's supported. Thank you to everybody that's running the song up, running the video up. Please continue. Continue to enjoy it. I'm loving nothing more than to just see this take a life of its own. I wanted to drop something. It's just the interlude. It's really just like a taster of my art. But I wanted to drop something that introduced the world to Maya Memi, the artist. And I needed people to understand. I needed to drop something that was of a level that would make people understand that I'm not new to this, baby. I'm true to this. This is a seasoned artiste, okay? seasoned artiste and I feel like that's exactly what it did and as I said it's actually done more than that we're literally breaking records I am named the first ever trans woman to be playlisted on excuse me (coughs) I'm still vaping it's hell I am the first ever trans woman to be playlisted on the BBC Asian Network radio playlist. That is pretty fucking iconic. Still sounds weird, but I'm in the history books now, guys. That's crazy. First of many historical movements. 
historical moments, I mean, that I will be a part of, I'm sure. Um, actually, it might not even have been the first, but it's one of them and it's something that I'm really, really proud of. So thank you. I mean, it's always a little bit bittersweet hearing that kind of title and I always approach it with a little bit of a pinch of salt because it's like, okay, how many people have been on the playlist that are trans but have not had the support to come out and may never have the support to come out? You know, we don't know. But allegedly, I am the first ever openly trans woman to be playlisted on BBC Asian Network Radio. So that is amazing. That's a radio station I obviously grew up with. With my insert KSI's favourite word here, self. <laughs> ah, fuck KSI, man. Anyway... Um, but you know what? More than fuck KSI, more fuck the white side men that were actually laughing like ew. That nothing makes me, uh, nothing makes me want to die more than seeing than seeing Gore laugh at racist jokes. Why are you laughing? What the fuck is funny? What's funny? For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about. I was going to explain it, but I also feel like, oh, do I even care anymore? So last week, so a couple of weeks ago. Anyway, basically, <clears throat> just Google KSI and the P word. So anyway, the music came out. That's been amazing. As I said, please continue to run it up. I'm just so excited to see the life that it's taking and the path that it's unfolding. I've got a really exciting photo shoot on Monday off the back of it. So yeah, you'll see more as everything unravels. Um, and also on top of that, what else was that? Oh my God, yeah, my nose job. Guys, I'm a whole new bitch. I've gone from a 10 out of 10 to a 12 out of 10. I'm very, very sorry. I'm very sorry to everybody who hated me before. Because you must really despise me now. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. So yeah, that's been a nice little journey. I got that done at the beginning of March. And yeah, the preparation was a lot. I could no longer smoke weed or vape. That was difficult for me. I'm now five weeks post-up, I think. Four weeks or five weeks. And yeah, the swelling goes up and down. I won't see the final results basically for up to a year. So, yeah, I went to the final results for up to a year, but so far I'm obsessed. I'm in love. My doctor really ate that. He gave me the nose that I wanted, which is very much still Punjabi, still ethnic, but snatched, you know? And it looks very natural. It looks like I've just always had this nose. So, big up him amazing scenes. Now, <clears throat> I have two things that I want to talk about pertaining to men before we get into this next interview with men like Ryan. It's so funny because I've got a very, very, very good friend slash Pussy Palace colleague called Ryan. And um, so talking to this trade when he wanted his name to be Ryan I didn't want to say no because I want everybody to just you know pick their name and be comfortable whatever but it was literally making me cringe shout out to Ryan my Ryan hey Ryan but yeah um two things I want to talk about 
So firstly, I have had a post-interview conversation slash link up with Marcus from episode one. I'm sure if you've listened to episode one, you will remember Marcus and remember that somewhat explosive interview, one of my favorite episodes ever and will always be one of my favorite episodes ever. That boy is really my friend, friend. Like we just link up now and we just smoke and just chat um we don't do anything sexual he's got his situation I've got my situation we keep it cute but we've just since the episode our our friendship has got so much deeper and I'm really really thankful for that so big up Marcus if you're listening to this love you down um but we had a beautiful beautiful conversation a couple months ago It was actually the first time I had seen him since the podcast had dropped. And I actually, guys, I actually wanted him to come on here and and repeat what he said to me, but he just doesn't have the capacity for that right now. And I get it. But he did give me the consent to relay what he'd said. And I wanted to share that with you because I think it is a beautiful takeaway from that episode. Um, and he basically said that he has listened to that episode over and over and over again. He said he's listened to it a lot. And there were certain parts of it that just make him feel very bad and make him feel kind of horrible. I think he might have even said, yeah, that shit, some of it makes me feel like sick. But I also might be making that up. But I'm pretty sure he said that. But I'm conscious that he's going to listen to this and be like, bitch. Don't lie on me, but I'm pretty sure he said that. But I'm also gaslighting myself now. Anyway, whatever. He said that he really, really, really disapproved of some of the moments on there. Specifically, he was talking about the moment where I asked him, what would you do if we walked out of this room together and you saw someone you knew? And he was like, oh my God, it'd be over for the boy. It'd be over for the boy. da 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 And he was like, yeah, that moment there makes me cringe. I can't even listen to it. I hate that I spoke to you like that. And I was like, yeah. And did you notice how it just didn't seem to affect me? And he, from his own mouth, said, yeah. And that's the worst part because it made me deep that you as a trans woman and trans women must hear that all the time. And I don't want to contribute to that. You know, it shouldn't be normal to you for guys to say those things for you to you and to treat you in that way, you know, especially guys that care about you. And yeah, he apologized and we kept it moving. But honestly, that revelation that he'd had and that takeaway that he'd got from the episode to me made it just, it was already worth it. It was already worth it, but... It was just a cherry on top, like, wow. So I hope that men that are listening to this take away from that, that call. You might hear certain men talk to me in a certain way throughout this podcast in the moment, but I hope you know that it's not okay and that even these men are going away, listening back and being like, damn, that's fucked up. So let's not let this validate our insensitive 
ways of treating trans women, but let's let it make us better. And I say our and us, I don't know why, because I'm just trying to be collective, but I'm talking specifically to you men, let's be honest, or just anybody that is loving and seeing trans women behind closed doors, you know? Let's up the respect levels, please. Secondly, I wanted to read an email before we get into the next episode or this episode, this interview. I wanted to read an email that I got that I found really, really interesting. So let me get into this. It says, Hi, Maya. Oh, I don't have my glasses on. I really need to lean into this bitch. Hi, Maya. I love the podcast. A DR man here. I think the stigma around fucking a trans woman is hot. Um, <laughs> sir, what? Moving on. But what I low-key want is a trans woman to fuck me. I am a straight boy, but I'm curious and just want to know what dick feels like. I have no attraction to men. Does this make me gay still? I love listening to your thoughts. P.S. You're gorgeous. So if you want to take up on my offer, feel free to hit me back. Love, Aaron. This is not my real name. Wow. There's a lot to unpack there. First of all, what do you mean you find the stigma of fucking trans women hot? Is it like the whole taboo thing? That's problematic to me. I'll tell you why. Because it's not hot for trans women. It's killing trans women. So something that is literally killing us, oppressing us, making us depressed is not hot. And if you find it hot, you, in my opinion, are still in a place of dehumanizing us and not seeing our worth as human beings. So I would like you to work on that, Aaron. Um, secondly, thank you for your question. I actually really appreciate it. I think it's a great question. And no, I don't think it's gay. We we answered this a little bit on the last episode and we also get into it a little bit more on this episode as well. So defo, stay tuned. Um, but no, it don't make you gay because you're wanting a woman to do it to you. It's the same way that a lot of guys in cishet relationships and heterosexual relationships with cisgendered women with pussies they get them to strap on and fuck them. There are loads and loads of het relationships, cis-het relationships that are doing this. You know, it's very normal. It's very straight. If you are a man and you want a woman to fuck you, yeah, that's giving heterosexuality. It's just a different way of, of having sex with the woman. And as you said, you've got no attraction to men. It's clearly femininity that is interesting you. So no, don't make you gay. I think sex should be a playground. It should be explorative, especially with people that you're comfortable with, you know? So go forth and get your dick fucked. Thirdly, it won't be my beat. It won't be by me. I'm so sorry. Because of my first point mainly, yeah, definitely think that you have work to do <clears throat> in regards to seeing us as human. 
because that whole stigma, finding the stigma hot thing, I get the whole taboo thing, I get the sneaking around or whatever, but ultimately, like, no, that shit is really killing us, so you finding it hot pisses me off. But also, on top of that, I'll be real, to anybody that wants to know if I'm a top, bottom, verse, all of that shit, I can switch it up sometimes, you know, but generally... I have to be in a situation with a guy that I'm comfortable with. I have to know that they can fuck the shit out of me first. We have to have gone there. And um, I need to know that you can please me in that way before I can even think about giving you a little one too, okay? And that's generally the way it goes. And I'm very much like 80-20 to be in a bottom, like... I might be able to top you a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit special occasions. I love getting my dick sucked. Um, but the topping thing, yeah, that that gets pulled out on special occasions, I'll be real. So yeah, basically. But thank you so, so, so much for your question, Aaron. Guys, please keep emailing in. I'm loving these questions. I'm loving them. But yeah, okay. I think that is pretty much everything. Let me give you a little a little idea of what to expect in this episode. Honestly, I'll be real. What I took away from it by the end is that well, what I took away from it was depression. <laughs> yeah. It made me realize that I really think women are on their own. Like, trans women, cis women, these men are not fighting for us, bro. They're actually not. They're actually not. And Ryan made a good point about how cis women and trans women would really be so much stronger if we really locked in and joined forces. And I'm all here for that. But, you know, a lot of a lot of these women are turfs. <clears throat> Low-key. So... Yeah, I don't know where we go from there. But yeah, it is a really nice episode. It's a really nice conversation. He's a vibe. He's actually one of the first trans he's actually one of the first people that I met post starting my transition. So it's actually quite nice and full circle to be able be able to talk to somebody that I've known for like three, two, three years now. <clears throat> but yeah, I also found found the final takes a little bit a little bit sad but let me know guys let me know what you think let me know what you think let me know and yeah basically yeah this guy tried to tell me he thinks I caught feelings and you know what listening back it sounds like my response to it sounds like I did like I do have feelings or I did catch feelings I absolutely did not have not could not would not never will it's not that with this guy guys it's actually not but I really, really, really value him as a friend and as somebody who came on this podcast. So big up him, my babes Ryan, the podcast Ryan this time. Thank you so much for jumping on. Appreciate you all day long. And men, DL men, please hit me up if you want to come on this podcast. I'm really interested to talk to DL men that have listened to these episodes and I'm really interested to hear not only about their experience but also about their perspective on the episodes and on the guys that have come on so far. I'm really interested for that. 
Um, so yeah, make sure you hit me up on SNCbymaya at gmail.com. And yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, guys, um, there is like for the first 45 seconds, you're going to hear that crackliness coming from my microphone. Um, that gets resolved after 45 seconds. It's just that the wire for my microphone was a little bit dodged and I was holding it in a way that it was just moving about all over the place. But yeah, I resolve it pretty much straight away. So don't turn off in the first 45 seconds. This is a no crack zone. Don't worry. But without further ado, here we go. Episode four of Straight No Chaser by Maya Memi featuring Ryan. Okay, wait, what did we... I've forgotten your name already. Yeah, my name. Yeah, my name. My name's Ryan. Oh, yeah, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Straight No Chaser by Maya Memi. Thank you so much for coming through today. I was beginning to think it wasn't going to happen. But <laughs> yeah, no, I made it. I made it. I managed to make it. You made it. You made it. I wasn't sure whether you were going to um whether you were going to flop with your floppy flaky self, but here we are. You pulled through. Yeah, no, I pulled through. What was the incentive? What made you want to come? Ah, uh, don't start that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I'm very happy. I'm, yeah. I'm very happy that you're here. Yeah, no, I'm happy to be here. I feel like this. This is actually really interesting because you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, you're actually like the first. You're one of the first guys. Yeah, you're like one of the first guys that I actually probably linked. After transitioning, after starting my journey. Oh, is it? You never told me that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hearing this for the first time, but yeah, go on. Because when did we link? Was it in like 2020? Yeah, like 2020, I would have said. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. Do I look much different? I would have said, yeah, I would have said you've changed a little bit. Yeah. Not much, but you've changed a little bit. I've yeah. always been a bad bitch. Uh, then can you yeah. tell them? <laughs> Nah, nah, you always have been a bad bitch secretly. Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Had it here first from Ryan. Um, but okay, cool. As I said, I like to start the podcast with like getting an essence for who you are before we get into the reason why you're actually here. Mm-hmm. So... I'm going to start off with some questions. Obviously, I won't ask where you're from or your yeah. age or anything like that. That will that will bait you out or incriminate you. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> um, mm-hmm. let's start with, yeah. talk me through mm-hmm. a typical day in the life of Ryan. <sighs> like a good day, but I want steps. Like, like, for example, I wake up, I brush my teeth. Um, I mean, a normal day for me would be, you know, where I wake up, you know, brush my teeth, shower, have my breakfast. Um, usually, if I'm honest with you, probably this for the rest of the day, I might end up going, uh, either going football or like, Linking my boys, um, 
I mean, I do work, obviously, those are, that's my, some of my days off, that, that's usually what I'm up to, but, um... Football, yeah. I didn't even know that you played football, you know? Yeah, like, played football from, well, I used to do when I was, when I was younger, but just, it's just more, uh, say something that, like, I would have said, I, I've sort of, um, gotten back into that over the last, maybe, what, six years or so, just, like, here and there, okay. just sort of, just... More the fun of it, really. I would have said, mm. but um. So you what you used to take it more seriously when you were younger? Yeah, a lot more seriously. Nah, a lot more seriously. But I mean, especially like watching it and all of that, and like my boys and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, yeah, a normal day, a normal day for me, a normal, a normal day for me, is um, yeah, usually just sort of linking up with a, with a man and with the boys and that. Um, chilling out. Uh, just yeah. I mean, I can't lie. He doesn't love a spliff, but mm. you know what I mean. That that's we about do. that's about it, really. <laughs> um, but yeah. Now apart from that, uh, just yeah, just kind of a chill back kind of person, you know. But I mean, I work hard. Uh, always sort of bouncing. Like when I'm, you know, ready to work and whatnot, just ready to sort of just get some money and put all of that, put all of that together and get myself sorted. But yeah, you do. One thing I say about you is that you definitely work hard. Yeah, no, nah, definitely, definitely work hard, definitely. But um, yeah, that's about it, really. I mean, I say I live a boring life. I can't lie to you. <laughs> yeah, you're quite regimented. Mm. You have, you very much have your. Well, my observations of you over the years is like you really have like a routine type thing mm-hmm. that you stick to, and you don't seem to move from that. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're trying to get. At. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, I, know, I know what you're trying to get at here. Like I'm trying to like I'm trying to let the viewers. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I I would say I would say I'm stuck in my ways. I would say I'd agree with that. I'm very stuck in my ways. Yeah, hundred like, percent. But um, but yeah, I think it's you know it is. I think it's come. I'm a headstrong person, you know. Hmm. Mm, that's I think that's what it is. That's good. Headstrong is good. But um, yeah, no, I'm. I know. Yeah, I do. I do like a routine. If I'm honest, I'm very much that. Routine that daily. Most most of my days are pretty much the same. I mean, I'll sort of find time to do more constructive t- things like I don't know, maybe I might go to the gym or sort you know just sort out my house or whatever it is. Something. Are you creative? Uh, I can be. I would say that. I would say I'm a creative person. Like when it comes to maybe putting stuff together, I'm very like hands on. Mm. Nah. I mean, I know you're cre- like I would definitely say you're creative in some in in a certain aspect. Mm. Um, although actually, like even now, I don't know. I don't know if I would call that creative. Mm. What would you call that then? A bit freaky. A bit freaky. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. But I know that's creative, but. Nah. Yeah, cute. Okay, and <laughs> and okay. If money was no object, yeah, mm. what would you be doing? Money wasn't an object. If I'm honest with you, 
yeah, I would probably, I don't know, probably gonna sound a bit crazy. I mean, especially you know on the high I am as well. I mean, I'll probably be like a Formula One driver or some shit like. Really? Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's so nice. Do you know what it is? Like, I think it would just be just more the fun of just like, just like. That's what you do as a job. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you know what? That makes a lot of sense. I haven't been in a car with you, actually. Because you're a good driver, but I do feel like you drive fast. Yeah, like no shit. Everyone likes to drive fast. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, but I don't like to die. Sometimes I'm there <laughs> saying a prayer, like, okay, cool. Please <laughs> just get me home in one piece. Yeah, I hear it. But so far, so good. Yeah, so far, so good. Oh, definitely. But if that, that would be my passion. I'm not going to lie. That would be something that I would probably do to the end of time and not feel like just be happy every day i think mm. like, that's something i'd enjoy that's nice what can you not be tall and be a formula one driver nah, you can't be tall and be a formula one driver oh my gosh <sighs> that feels like tall phobic yeah they should make like um that bigger car yeah it? what the fuck i know i know my final question yeah. for the essence segment mm-hmm. where we try and get a vibe of you yeah, go on. is what is it right now that gets you up in the morning? To be honest, I say this all, I, I ask everybody this and they always come up with the same answer. Let's see if you if you say the same answer. Well, what, 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 what is it? What, what is it no, but first you tell me. And I, told I bet you. it was the same money. Yeah, yeah everyone basically <laughs> says like, money or like <laughs> basically everyone's to be fair i get it though because whose motivation is not that although i don't think mine really is that but but actually no in this cost of living crisis let's be real everybody's motivation is survival yeah. no, of course of course definitely no yeah um what gets me up in the morning i would have said more just the feeling of like actually being alive you know i would have said i mean there's been moments when like for me I would have said, like, I had no money in my pocket and I've woken up and it's just been just the feeling of being up, awake and, like, feeling good. Mm -hmm. And then you're just putting on some music or just something, you know what I'm trying to say, that made my morning, like, a lot brighter than any other day. And Mm -hmm. every day for me, even though... Every day is different. It still feels like it's something new. Do you know if you get what I mean? That's really nice. You got like a zest for life. Yeah, in a way, it's weird, but at the same time, I mean, I have my moments like everyone else where you know it's like fuck, like you get me. You know what life's like. Yeah. It's just has this shit moments, but that's crazy. I feel like when you're around me, you seem mad bored. <sighs> that's just rude. Like, see, like, that's, that's, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> Where's this zest for life when you're around my ass? That's what the fuck I would. No, like, I'm, I would. I would say. I'd say. I'd say I'm a morning person. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh really? Yeah. Like, I'd say I'm a morning person secretly. That's so interesting. I wouldn't know because you never stay around. That's one thing about you. There's been a couple of times where you fell asleep and you've been like, skirt. <laughs> like you would literally wake up and be like, yeah, I'm out. What's the deal with that? There's no deal with that at all. Like, I'll be honest. Like, this is a podcast for truth. Yeah, cool. It's a podcast for truth. And I'm going to be honest with you. Like, there's no... Like, I've never really thought that deep apart. it. But now actually hearing you say it, I can see how it, it comes across. Do you know what I'm saying? So... I mean, I don't really mind because to be honest, mm. obviously me and you have always had that relationship where it's like, cool. 
I don't know. I feel like we've known what it is, isn't it? We're friends that have a good time. And that's what it is. Like, I feel like whenever we do link, like, we have great conversations. and no, we do. We talk about shit and we confide in each other. And we have, um, you know, we do the do. And that's usually pretty great as well. And then <laughs> well, we keep it moving. Do you know what I mean? So it's not even like I'm expecting you to stay over, but it's definitely something I've observed. No, I, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I agree with you on that one there. Like now, like that's what I'm saying. When you even just said it, then I didn't really deep in and I clocked it. I'm like, yeah, low key. Shit, I've never actually stayed over. No, it's true. No. I mean, I always kind of in the back of my mind always felt like, oh. <laughs> so I guess this is a good point to jump in to jump in on it from. The back of my mind, I've always been like, mm-hmm. I don't know, with you, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know actually if we should get into this now or <laughs> to bring it up later. I feel like that magnum is hitting you a little bit. No, not even. <laughs> it's the microphone. Once the microphone gets in front of my face, all I'm right. like, okay, cool, let's all give them right. an episode. All, all right, right, let's all talk right, this shit. Right, but okay, so with no, do you know what? I'm gonna stick a pin in that and mm-hmm. we'll come back to it. Let's start with your journey, like, Mm -hmm. I'm interested, I'm sure we probably have spoken about this before, but I don't really remember it, so tell me about the first time, because obviously you're here because you're, you're here, I've invited you here because you are attracted to trans women, right, not exclusively, I know that you, you fuck all types of women, but trans women being, being, being one of those, so... Where, how did that start? What was the first, what was your first exposure to a trans woman ever? When did you ever first see one, be it in real life or? Uh, I would have said, I think the first time would have been, would have been like online and I was looking at, just looking at porn. Mm. And then I was looking at like lesbian, like women porn, like, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, Dang, like, I see this. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was a bit, I was a bit baffed at the time. I, I think at the time, I fully thought it was all photoshopped. Like, really? Yeah, like, and like, it took me maybe what six or seven months to actually clock like shit. Like, do you know what I'm saying? This is someone who's actually trying to let actually had a full transition of their whole body, and then, like, I think from there, like, it kind of like grew. Like, and it sort of slowly more grew. And as I got older, like, even with, like, even with, like, me, obviously, like, sleeping with, like, girls, like, for the first time, do you know what I'm trying to say? It's never been a thing where I've never been attracted to, like, like a cis woman, as you'd you'd say. Like, I've always been. But then at the same time, like, I've always also been attracted to a, a, a trans woman as well, do you yeah. know what I'm trying to say? And I think it's nothing to do with the actual genitalia, it's more to do with the actual, just the person themselves. And that's yeah, what yeah. I think, that's what I'm actually attracted to. I don't see what the general person would see, I actually see the person for them and what it is, because right. even me being, obviously, I'd, as a straight man, as I class myself, like... I still class you as a woman. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And that's yeah. how I see you. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, that was for me. And, and as I got older, got to about 19, it was something that I needed to experience. And mm. like, my first experience was um, was 
Russell shit, that shit, like. Swear yeah. down, Brian. Yeah, first, first time. Yeah, it was something that, like, I kind of, like, sort of, like, said to myself, yeah, I need to, like, do this, do you know what I'm trying to say? Because I was going through a stage of where, like, I was sleeping with all types of women. Like, from when I'm talking 18, I'm talking, I'm sleeping with, like, slim, like, skinny, slim girls, black girls, Asian girls, like, white girls, like, all the types, it, like BBWs, older women, women. I was even sleeping with one woman that was like twice my age. Like, and wow. she she had a body of like a twenty five year old. Do you know what I'm Crazy. saying? And like she knew, like, <laughs> she knew what she was doing. But do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, and I was going through all of that, and it wasn't that I was searching for this extra. It was like, all right, there's still that that I need to venture to as well. And I felt okay. that I needed to kind of cross that border. And I crossed it, obviously, with, with obviously with a prostitute. And, like, it was crazy because I remember the photos, I wasn't thinking, right, like, that arse ain't legit, like, them titties, it's like, da 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 And then all of a sudden, cool, like, she's got a dick still, and it's like, raw like. But at the same time, you're looking at it, and I'm like, raw like, you know, like, <laughs> like the backs, breasts, everything is just crazy. Wow. Crazy, crazy. Everything was just like, and then when I met her, and she was like, she was Portuguese, and she spoke a bit English, so you can imagine, and she get me. I can imagine more. Is that hot? Yeah, it was. It was crazy. Like, what? for me at the time, I was like, what, 19? Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? So you can imagine, I'm gassed. Thinking, out where thing. did you find so how did you seek out a transgender sex worker for those that might be trying to do that <laughs> like, online really like you just googled it yeah it's just online like there's like a couple like obviously like websites and shit and that there that i ventured to when i was a lot younger like and they're there but don't get me wrong it's expensive. <laughs> oh my gosh, really yeah. good for them. I mean, listen, no, they got my trans guards and their money. You know, I'm not gonna lie, it's like I'll be so real. The money, yes, yeah, it's, it's I can't lie. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's worth it. Do you know what I'm saying? Especially when it's a proper like, like mm. it's worth it. Well, statistically, and this is why I feel like um guys are just such liars about mm -hmm. this whole oh, we're not into trans women thing because statistically like i'm pretty sure trans women are the highest paid sex workers yeah they are like 100%. collectively the amount of money that trans sex work brings in is like crazy yeah no, like, they make so much peace like i remember i remember like when i was about 20 i remember i met this woman and literally like she was charging people like three hundred pounds one time, and she didn't even charge me. I remember I was being kind of oh. Brazilian, and, like literally. And Why did she charge you? Obviously, because she was feeling man in it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, do you the know what? Care that good, Ryan. Fuck sake, I'll right, be charging you. I'll be real. <laughs> All right. Well, you can tell the viewers how my dick is in it. Alright, cool. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm not giving you a little discount. <laughs> <laughs> but, do you know what I'm trying to say? It's like, it's crazy and like, she was like, we're talking five kids, big ass, gym, she used to have gym, everything, and you wouldn't even think it. So, I'm interested to know then, mm -hmm. so it sounds like your early experiences and your early exposure to transness was like cool it started from porn 
then went into seeking out women purely for sex, mm -hmm. you know. At what point did it change from like, if it ever did change, at what point did you start? Because I personally feel like the reason that a lot of guys only see trans women as sexual objects mm -hmm. is because of like the porn to real life experience pipeline you know yeah so at what point do you feel like again if you did if you ever did get that totally be this is an open non-judgmental space like mm -hmm. i don't know if you've heard any of the episodes yet mm -hmm. um that i've put out but the guys you know they're talking less shit on it like and it's no judgment and it's yeah no nah, no nah, of course of course so if you ever, if if you have got to that point where you no longer see us as just sexual objects, how how did that happen? How did that? Well, so what? When you mean I got to the point of not seeing you as a sexual object? Do you still feel like? Do you do you see? Because obviously at that point, clearly, like, cool. You'd seen trans women in porn, then you'd then you'd seeked out mm -hmm. sex via trans women. Um, sex workers specifically. Yeah. At this point, I'm guessing you would you would just you know trans women would just. Oh no, I've never I've never seen like I've never seen trans women as that. I've always seen trans women as women, like the same way. No, I hear you. might I see was... them as women. No, but can I just obviously the same in the same way like I'd see a cis woman as do you know what I'm trying to say? Because yeah. I'd, I'd like I'd see you look both on the same level. I wouldn't have looked at it just more of a sex thing because that at the time that was my way of meeting somebody that was trans oh know? okay do you, do you get what i'm trying to say okay like and that's the way that i was able to experience that rather than looking at it all the time on my phone or laptop or whatever it was do you know what i'm trying to say okay and after those couple of ex early experiences i was a lot younger paying out what i did to meet da -da -da -da, i then realized actually let me start seeking out properly like on social media and seeking actual people do you know what I'm right. saying like, living their day-to-day -day life do you get me that makes sense because you know obviously I asked that question just because I want to get your like unfiltered mm -hmm. perspective on it but I've never really got the impression that mm -hmm. I'm just a sexual object to you because you know there are times when you'll, you'll come over and we'll just smoke and we'll just talk and catch up and we won't even be you know yeah. so that makes sense to me but that brings me back to the sleeping over thing. There is sometimes a little voice in my head that's like, this guy's staying over in a tranny's house, you know? Like, no, 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 by the way, can I just let everybody who's not trans know, and maybe you know as well, that I never heard you say tranny, but people cannot say tranny. Like, stop saying tranny. Although that's like a point of contention, yeah? Because I know some trans girls are like, yeah, I don't really care if people say tranny or whatever, because it's like, you know, it's how a lot of the girls made their money. But generally... From time somebody can yell tranny at you outside their car window in a derogatory way, it's like that word can be weaponized against us. So I don't feel comfortable with guys, guys or other people using it. So I'm allowed to use it, but that don't give you a lot of pass to use it. Because the other day I was talking to one guy who was listening to the podcast and he was like, yeah, it's crazy. Like, I never heard like this conversation about trannies before. And I was like, what? <laughs> so, Yeah. I just wanted to make that clear. But, yeah, I have sometimes have felt like, oh, he's not trying to stay over my house. 
Yeah, I feel like I feel like you're feeling like that because like obviously I know you said that, you know, it's just you said you know where it is and da 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 da. But then maybe is that because you felt a bit more than just just felt like a copy then? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> yeah, there's silence. It's yeah. not that at all. But I just like a cuddle. I'll be real. I actually really like yeah, a cuddle. Yeah, but it's not like. Well, it's not like I, I didn't. It's not like we didn't cuddle. No, you're not that cuddly. What do you mean? You're actually not that cuddly. I'll get out of here. Do you think you're cuddly? Yeah, we've like cuddled better times. That like, I watch films. Am I the only one that remembers this? <laughs> no, we have, yeah, no. uh, yeah, I get it. But it's, still, yeah, okay, cool. I don't know, but I don't know. Like, do we really cuddle that much? I feel like sometimes we just watch the film. <laughs> I thought we cuddled. Maybe once or twice. Anyway, we'll have to agree to disagree. You might be getting me confused with some other bitch. I might be getting you confused with some other guy. Yeah, you can be getting me confused. <laughs> Who knows? That's what I think that's what it is. Um, okay, cool. So, at uh, what have you ever then? So, you talked to me about mm-hmm. some experiences where you've seeked out trans women for sex or whatever. Has there been a point at which you've got into something m- more serious with a trans woman or something a bit more like girlfriendy or girlfriend adjacent? Um, no, I haven't. At all, actually, no. Have you ever taken a trans girl out on a date? I've never taken a trans girl out on a date. Okay, so why? What's stopping you? There's nothing stopping me. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm not really that down to really be taking cis women out on dates either. <laughs> See, Ryan running the other direction, guys. He ain't. He's not what you want. <laughs> At the end of the day, like, it's nothing to do. With not wanting it, it's just that raw, like, I think it's a, there's a time and a place for certain things, and that's how I view it, isn't it? Uh, and that's it. But I'm not really one for, like, dates and all of that, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I mean, I've got a lot of my own commitments, as you know, mm-hmm. important for myself, so those sort of things can be, become a bit difficult, do you know what I'm saying, at times. But at the same time, I mean, it would be something that I'd want maybe in the future. But as I've gotten older, I've kind of realised it's not something that I really need right now because I've got a lot of personal things that I'm dealing with, you know. But do you feel like Mm -hmm. you would find it easier to take a cis woman on a date than a trans woman? Um... I feel like both situations can be a bit, it could be awkward because not being funny, like, like, cool, for instance, like, I, me, me and you could go, yeah, we could go on a date. Take me on a date then, the fuck? But we could though. But that's what I'm saying. So why are you taking me? Don't chat that. <laughs> don't call me that though. But yeah, look. But I'm trying to say, like, even even if I went on a date with a cis woman, like, there's even certain cis women I wouldn't even go on a date with, do you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't even be, I wouldn't step out with them like that, because it's, it's not adapting. It's not that. Would you feel, though, would you feel nervous me, but, stepping but, out of a trans woman, though? Surely. I wouldn't, I, I'd feel nervous, yeah, I'm not going to Would gonna you go lie. out of ends? Would I go out of ends? 
I wouldn't. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be in my hands now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't be in my hands now. Yeah, no way. No, I wouldn't. But I wouldn't go like some. Like someone would probably be like, yeah, I'm gonna go out of like my city, like to another city or some shit. Like that's crazy. Nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I just wouldn't be in my hands. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you feel like that type of? Because obviously, I think a lot of the time. I'm inclined to focus on how that's unfair to trans women. Mm -hmm. But do you feel like as a man that's into trans women, that's also restricting to you? Like, do you wish, do you, do you ever feel, do you ever feel not upset about it, but do you ever feel like, oh, this is annoying? Yeah, I've I, I I've recently I'll I'll be honest I have felt like that I've said to myself like right it would be a bit more easier in certain situations if do you know what I'm trying to say if it's like other people' views were similar to like my inferences right do you know what I'm trying to say like it, and it would be easier like yeah. it, it'd be way easier because yeah. at the end of the day like the same way when you've told me in the past where you've been out. And guys will come up to you, and then they're chatting to you, and then next you know you got ten man, twenty man just praying you from the other side of the yeah. room. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. They're all on you, thinking, "Well, wow, like you trying to chat to her first, like, yeah. like all of that." I'm thinking that would kind of eliminate all of that. Do you get me? Mm. So where it would be more like more approachable for like in, in any situation rather mm. than because the thing is, yeah. I feel like, see, when it comes to certain things, people can be a bit, like, weird about it and it then escalates into a bigger scenario than it needs to be, do you get me? Yeah. Like, Especially, yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. So, that's where I feel like, yeah, if, if, if obviously, other people have thought like me or other, others that, obviously, like, that were into trans, trans women, then I think it would make things way easier. Like, it'd be way easier to take a chance with another day. Yeah. But, like, again, if you look at, like, here in England and then somewhere like America, mm. it's a lot different. You've, I've even seen now, like, a lot more trans women are stepping out and guys are just, do you know what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. So it's just, like, it's there, it's becoming... Yeah, I think the conversation's changing slowly. That's a massive reason why I was motivated to do this because I feel like the conversation needs to come on, you know, in the mm -hmm. UK. It needs to hurry up a little bit. And I think the more guys that come onto platforms like this and speak, you know, as openly as they feel comfortable, it's um, it's just even just you showing up, for example, and saying a couple words, just, just letting your presence be known. Like, look, I'm a guy... I'm, I'm a type of guy that a lot of the listeners that I've got, the the man listeners that I've got can relate to. Yeah. You know, even that in itself, I think that that's really helpful because it must be a lot of pressure to have to try and hide that part of yourself, no? Yeah, it is a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Especially, like, if you were, like, obviously... You know, dating like a cis woman, do you know what I'm trying to say? And like, she then decides to do some bullshit, and I don't know. So, going to your phone, for instance, 
you get right. me when you're in a conversation and like that is something that could happen like, has that ever nearly happened to you have you ever nearly got caught or anything no never but okay. again if i was ever with a cis woman and she went on my phone that's something i'd never know do you know what i'm trying to say because she yeah. could have done it in my sleep yeah and i'd never know that's true and do you feel like any of your friends or anybody that you know has ever has the conversation ever come up like not pertaining to you necessarily but just has the conversation ever come up like about trans women in general like the conversation come up a couple of times but like i even remember one one time like when i like when i'm well i well i, I caught basically one of like my cousins like and he was just sort of looked at me and was just like, yeah. He was just like, well, yeah, well, at least it was you like that saw that. Right? You couldn't do more? Like, obviously, like, watching tra- like, trans women. Swear. Like, yeah, like, caught him watching the porn next. I was just like, oh, like, okay, cool. So you obviously... But I didn't say nothing, knowing that. <laughs> but didn't you feel like that would be a good opportunity to be like, yeah, me too? Yeah, it, I, I felt like it, but then I think at the time... He was a bit more embarrassed than that I was about it because he grabbed his phone quick, like, okay. do you know what I'm saying? So he kind of just sort of, uh, I just left it at, at that. That's so crazy because to me that just, like, it's like, imagine how many people you have conversations with, how many people guys generally have conversations with and they're, like, trying to talk about transness or whatever or, or it gets brought up and there are guys in the room that are, like, they don't say anything or they're like, oh, yeah, like that can never be, be me or whatever. It's like you really don't know whether there's a big chance that they're actually doing it. I know. That's the thing. That's crazy. Yeah, there's a big, big chance. I feel like that's kind of part of the, part of the problem. No shade, but mm. if you would have, for example, taken the opportunity to be like, oh, yeah, me too. That's that's how it gets normalized. No, of course. Guys don't talk to each other about this stuff. It's weird. Whereas girls, I feel like we'd be more inclined to... I've got loads of my friends who are into freaky, 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 freaky shit. Not that being with trans people is freaky. I'm talking actual freaky shit. And it's like, but we'll just talk about it. Yeah, but then not a lot. But then those are people you know. I know a lot of people that ain't like that. That's, that's, that's the thing. And it's, it's funny because you get some people that you'd think that oh, would be... They're freaky like that in one sense, but they're not freaky like that in another. Do you know what I'm trying to say? No. And that just doesn't correlate in their head. And it's it's crazy because you think to yourself, but you're like this, doing this, this and this. What do you mean? You know what I'm talking about. No. I'm just saying that, cool, like, how that, you were saying how your girls, like, you can have that kind of conversation with them, da 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 like, there are some girls out there that I don't think you could have that conversation with. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, yeah, that's also me? true. That's also true. And has there anybody ever been a situation where you've been with your boys or whatever and you've seen, like, a trans woman out? Or yeah. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah. At one time, we was in, it was in Central, actually, and we were literally just walking, on, walking down the side road, 
and like but I clocked her because obviously like, you get me I've clocked her and I'm, I know what I've gone so I'm thinking cool as you go out of this camp and the arsenal was crazy like and my boys just looked at her and he's gone he's patted he just sort of patted me and he's gone yo look at her boom 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 and like and I'm looking and I've just looked at him and said bro you know she's trans like this way that you know that and he was like what and then he's like oh shit and then he starts scratching his head that's so funny and do you know what that's so funny to me because Mm. we always say in our community like the dolls and stuff we always say if a guy clocks you on the street and see you didn't say anything to her but a lot of the time guys will guys will clock and as like a defense mechanism almost like they're trying to far remove themselves they'll actually like say something rude you know mm-hmm. or like they'll heckle you or whatever and it's like we always say it's them guys that clock they're the ones that are fucking learns because mm-hmm. <laughs> because <laughs> they know like <laughs> they actually know oh, no. <laughs> that is crazy that is true when you put it like that it's true i'm not gonna lie and so that's it. He just scratched his head and just you just kept. Yeah, moving. he just kept it moving, and I just I had to kind of laugh to myself because I just thought like, yeah, only if you knew. But at the same time, at the same time, I was thinking only if you knew how the wicked how the wicked, how the beat is because the beat is wicked. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is though. I'm not gonna lie. It is. It is. It is. What's so good about it? Do you think? It is. It's do you like, think it's different? It's different, but like. It's the it's the same in the sense of like cool like for me like with a cis woman like I've like obviously fucked a woman with, like in her vagina and like in India as well. Do you know mm. what I'm saying? So when I've had sex, I've done both. Do you get me? So having anal sex again with a trans woman isn't really a thing for me. Mm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, because there's some guys that haven't done anal period. Like yeah. yeah. So that freaks them out. So yeah. Like I don't know what I'll do with you because the dick is like that. That's a whole other thing mm-hmm. to try and get used to. Yeah. Did 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 that take you time to get used to? At the beginning, was you just trying to hit it from the back and not touch it? Yeah, like at the beginning, like that's like especially when I was like obviously with you know sex workers and that. Like, mm. Yeah, that's how it was, isn't it? And then over, I think over time, I kind of grew a bit more confident to do a little bit more and shit like that. Yeah. So you get me. But, yeah, I think, yeah. Because I just feel like if you're attracted to somebody sexually, then you're just going to, you're going to deal with their sexual organs. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, 100%. That's just what it is. 100%. So, what do you think? I mean, do you... I always, because guys often say to me, like, yeah, do you know what? In, like, 20, 30 years or whatever, I think things will be better, et cetera, et cetera. Or maybe, like, not in our lifetime, but the next lifetime or whatever. But I'm always curious to know, like, for a man that is attracted to trans women, which, honestly, I believe most straight men are, even if they don't know it yet. It's like, is that really the ideal situation? Like, for for it to just remain in the shadows until it's time for it to come out? Or is there a part of you personally slash do you think there's a community of guys that are really like, nah, I actually just want this shit to be 
accepted now so that we can just do the thing. <laughs> um, I don't really know if I'm honest. Because I think there's probably a level of privilege that you lot have because you lot can, you can go through your whole life without anybody even suspecting it, right? But with trans women, especially the hyper-feminine ones, it's like, I was getting cocked even when I was a kid and I was a boy, like mm -hmm. living life as a boy. Everyone would mm -hmm. tell me I was a girl. Mm -hmm. I couldn't hide it. So it's like, whereas you lot have the luxury of being able to avail yourselves. Mm -hmm. So... I guess there might be a comfortability in it, but I don't know. I guess is there any is there any way or any any trigger you or anything you think that could trigger like a a movement of men that are like, yeah, do you know what? We like trans women. If I'm really honest with you, it's yeah, gonna sound a bit mad, but I don't think there is no. If I'm honest with you. No. Nah, because do you know what it is? There's a lot. I feel like it will definitely become more accepted, yeah. But it's going to take a period of time. And honestly, I think the change is going to... As much as I would like for it to come from men, and I feel like it would be much faster, and much faster and much more easily accepted and digestible, I think ultimately like it's going to have to come from women. I think trans women are going to be have to be the ones that like lead the liberation of not only trans women but also straight men because I, yeah, I think it might have to come from women still. I yeah, think I'm right on that one there. Yeah. As like, most I'm things, it. I'm deep in it. I'm actually I'm deep in it. Yeah, now Loki, I think yeah, you're gonna need the women's support on that one there. No, for real. Because even real. this, like, I'm obviously creating a platform where ultimately, more than anything, it's a platform for men to come and speak and have their peace. And, but really and truly, it's like, even though it's a space really for men to come and talk their shit, I'm the one that's doing all the labor. <laughs> you know? No, of course, of course. Do you think, um, is there like a, Is there something that you think we as trans women might do to make things harder? Or is there, or is there any, any kind of critique that you have? On the first episode, I remember one guy was like, oh, well, I think trans women are all selfish. But honestly, he was just capping. Um, <laughs> he was just annoyed because I accidentally said his name and then it just went a little bit left. But, um, but I love him. Shout out, Marcus. That's too funny. But... Um, yeah, is that is that like, because I know I personally have my own critiques of, of, of trans the culture of how we as trans women a lot of us speak about men, and it's critiques with understanding because I understand why because honestly you men are very trash a lot of the time, and well that was, that's a bit that's a lot I can't lie yeah. Say that, yeah. Do you know what? It's funny, yeah. You say that because when I first met you, like, you was out here trashing men, like, it was nothing, like, left, right, and center. Like, I was having bare arguments with you just about some mad shit. Like, remember that time you started arguing about the, about the TV? Remember? We was watching that music video. Remember? What was it about? I remember one big argument we had, but it wasn't about the it TV. It was about the TV. He was watching some music video and you said something about 
like how she was dressed and he was like you asked me something i can't remember what it was and then he was like something it was he said it was derogative or something like that i said it's derogatory the way that you the way that you answered yeah i mean i probably did he was probably on your toxic man shit and no, I had to I pull it out. Toxic man shit. I remember one time we had a big argument about about when we were talking about like single mothers and baby fathers and that type of shit. Yeah, I remember that. That was, that was a bit heated. Yeah, that was a big one. And that was like the second time we met. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, touch the nerve. <laughs> so yeah i don't remember the i don't remember the 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 tv thing but to be fair that sounds like me it does sound like me because you was on this whole like women empowerment i still am don't get it twisted i uh, still am just because it. i'm platforming you lot don't uh, mean that i'm <laughs> um there's never a pick me nah, situation you, babes nah, i pick my girls every time this is i'm not disputing that obviously of course you're gonna pick your girls i get that but at the same time yeah like i i, I respect like the whole woman empowerment and that and you know equal rights and you get uh, if you could see the hand gestures with here, man <laughs> i'm gonna fight him after this but Yeah, like, but what? You just like you just went a bit too far with it. Like, I don't know what happened. But you here know? you are. You're still here. So yeah, of course. Come on. Clearly, I wasn't. I was right. No, I mean, I saw through that. That's oh, what happened. Okay. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. I don't even feel like I want to tell you my critique of women now because I feel like you deserve. <laughs> you even deserve it. But yeah, I think I've touched the nerve, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I do feel like, for example, the reason I called this podcast Straight No Chaser is because have you ever heard of the term chaser, like Chinese chaser? Yeah. What does that mean to you? I mean, I've never, I've only really like, heard it once, but it's never really meant nothing to me. But if I was to think of what someone else might think of it, it's maybe someone that chases after trannies <laughs> didn't i just tell you not to stay tranny all right cool. this why men are chases tr- after but you, you just literally just said it like yeah but i'm allowed to I'm yeah trans. but we're in a conversation come on back literally that's what you said I'm don't sure worry i told you i'll beat him up after this oh, i stand by it we we're due a fight anyway it's coming <laughs> we haven't fought in a little minute yeah well basically i feel like the re- well, the reason I called this podcast Straight No Chase is because I feel like a lot of the time mm-hmm. women, they, they, women, like trans women specifically, I feel like anytime a guy is into into a trans woman, we automatically brush him off or label him as a chaser. Mm-hmm. Like, and I understand why we do that because typically a lot of the men that are into can be very fetishizy and mm-hmm. chasery mm-hmm. and don't really like you say you see us as just human beings which mm-hmm. i do believe because mm-hmm. for the most part i do really get that vibe off you and have since the minute we met yeah. but a lot of guys don't view it like that yeah. so i think that's why we're very very quick to brush men off as like chasers yeah, but i do think that when we do that sometimes we're not leaving we're not leaving room for yeah and exploration and actually guys to be like i'm not a chaser obviously i'm attracted to you and i want to fuck you but i don't know 
I just don't think every guy that is attracted to trans women is a chaser. I think a chaser is a specific type of like. So when you when you say that, cut you, but when you say a chaser, like what are you talking about? Somebody that fantasizes, like what just want, like what will just chat to you and ask you all these sort of like things about what you're doing and stuff like that. To me, a chaser is a is someone that's quite fetishizy. So, so yeah, this is something I'm quite interested. Elab- in. Elaborate that one for me, please. Go on. Huh? Yeah, elaborate that. that. So fetishizer, like someone mm-hmm. that. They see trans women as a fetish, like mm-hmm. a sexual kink, you know, mm-hmm. not necessarily something human or, or or something like that, you know. Um, and a lot of the time, for example, I, I find that my definition of a chaser, these type of men are also into cross-dressers, mm-hmm. you know. And that brings me on to actually a question that I've been, that is quite interesting to ask you, like, like, can you spot the difference between like a cross-dresser and yeah, of course. a trans person? Yeah. And is it, I guess, what is that for you? That's like a clear difference that of, that's, I'd say that's a man dressed as a woman. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? But wanting the similar aspects of... The sexual thing. Of sexual, do you know what I'm saying? Aspects that. Yeah, for so, real. That's what I would class it as, yeah. Whereas a fetishizer sometimes or a chaser, I feel like they don't. But I might be wrong. I think some. I think a lot of the dolls have different definitions for chasers. But for me, like the chasers that I've come across, like they they don't care whether you're a cross dresser or you're a trans woman or whatever. They just like the visual femininity mm-hmm. on like a penis having body. You know. No, of course. Um. But yeah, basically, just to go back to my point, I feel like, yeah, sometimes we don't make it easy for guys to even come out because it's like, cool, as soon as you express your interest in trans women, it's like we're immediately writing you off as a, as a tranny chaser, which is a bit peak. Is there anything you want to ask me? Like, is there anything you've ever wondered about trans women, trans nurse, the trans experience? Um, I would have said, the one question I'd say, like, does it ever go through your head that in regards to you meeting someone where your life with them would go? Yeah, all the time. It's quite sad, like, Mm -hmm. obviously there are certain guys in my life that 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 I've met since transitioning that I have got into more serious situations with and it's it can be sad on so many levels because it's mm. like there's a glass ceiling there you know it's like mm. cool we're like in love with each other like mm. there's one guy in particular who is like we literally like it, it it was like love like crazy fiery like yeah. turn up at your door like crazy love shit <laughs> and it's like cool i know that if i was a cis woman you would have girlfriended me by now although i'm not sure because he's absolute fuck boy and narcissist prick so maybe not but i know that it just it probably would have gone in a different direction also i feel like sometimes some of the tension between us was the fact that 
there was that pressure there, in it. Yeah, no, I get you. I feel like sometimes he was almost resentful and angry towards the fact that our feelings are so strong for each other, but where could it really go, you know? And sometimes I feel like he used to get angry and resentful with that, and so did I. And But that's honestly more time as well why I prefer men with kids, because it's like, cool, you can then never... You can't be like, oh, well, we can't, we can't be together forever because I want children. Because I'm like, well, you've got children. Yeah. <laughs> Deal with them kids. That's too funny. <laughs> like, um, yeah. but also there can be really heartbreaking situations, like heartbreaking things about it as well. Like I touched on this in like, I touched on this in pretty much all the episodes where it's like, there's a level of, there's a way in which guys can treat trans women and dehumanized trans women even the ones that they care about so fucking much that's so normalized mm -hmm. that is really heartbreaking like for example if you really really care about someone and you love someone think about anybody in your life right now family friends romantic situations yeah is there really any way any way on hell that you could tell them i would be ashamed to be seen with you that's like a heartbreaking thing to say to someone that you yeah, care about. It is. it is, regardless of even, regardless of whether you were, you were a system or saying it would be a heartbreaking thing to hear that like, anyway. And I feel so. like that's actually so normalised. Like, I'm so, I'm, I'm so used to guys mm -hmm. either saying that or acting like that, where it's like, cool, we might be like madly in love or even if we're not madly in love, we might just have a real connection and really, really care for each other. Yeah. Even just be really, really good friends. Mm. And it's like, but I know in my heart of hearts, mm. or you might have even said it in so many words, that, yo, I can't be seen with you because I'm ashamed of you. Mm -hmm. That's like a really difficult... Thing to do with. Yeah. yeah. No, of course. It can be a difficult space to be in. No, and I think yeah. that's why a lot of trans women as well are just like kind of cold-hearted with it now. We're just like, fuck these men. Burn them at the stake. Yeah, but then at the same time, they but then what are those trans women what pursuing men still? Are they, what are, pursue are they pursuing women? Well, you can't help what you like. Obviously, there are a lot of trans women that are lesbians, a lot of trans women that are bi, pan, asexual, whatever. Mm -hmm. Me, personally, I'm a straight woman, so I like men. I love masculinity. Mm -hmm. So... I can't help but be attracted to that. Honestly, I think the future of trans relationships is T for T. It's like trans for trans. Like, mm -hmm. if I was in a relationship with a trans man, for yeah. example, those things wouldn't apply. Okay. But I'm holding off on it because I know that the first time I fall in love with a trans man, I probably will, I would probably never go back. <laughs> so I'm just like, let me just pay, like, let me just live my little, you know, because I'm really a teenager right now because I only transitioned a couple years ago. No, so I'm like, let me just live my little teenage fantasy and then I can go and do my wifey thing with a nice trans man later on in life. You know? <laughs> yeah. I hear it. Makes sense. But it is sad. It's sad to think that mm -hmm. there's so many people that I've met already that it, it probably could have been something, but. Mm -hmm. It won't, and honestly, that that really is on men, because it's you lot that are not that were the ones that don't want to step into your truth, and live in your truth with it, because cause we are, you know. I might hear a tip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living my truth. <laughs> They're right here. <laughs>
And how do you think men can help each other? Like, do you think there is a way that men can help each other? Like, like... I feel like... Partly, but then at the same time, I feel like the main... Like I said to you before, even like you said, well, in fact, earlier on in the podcast, like, I feel like it's really going to be down to the women. If I'm really honest (laughs) with you. I'm so honest. It really is. Yeah, I hear it. I hear it. What a truthful but depressing end. It is depressing, but it's the truth. It is the truth. (laughs) Because men ain't what? Shit. No, no, no. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Down. You can't put it down to me. And non binaries from you, Ryan you can't himself. Because you gotta remember, yeah, you have to remember we we're, we're getting we're getting the same we're getting the same stress from from cis women as well. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So, that is oh my god, can we touch on that quickly? That's so true. Do you feel like because I do wanna have a cis okay. woman on here, do you feel like cis women contribute to the struggle or the shame or the pressure in any way because i know that i sometimes listen to podcasts or clips on youtube or whatever and hear them sat around on tables talking about oh do you ever date a man that's what if you find out your man was bi or what if you find out your man was into trans women or what if you find out do those because for me as a trans woman those conversations like piss me off how do they feel for for men yeah, it's a bit obviously it, it can it can come across as shameful because again, like we've kinda said touched on earlier on in the podcast, that it's the whole acceptance of it, do you know what I'm trying to say? Mm. And that's why I would I'm a hundred percent saying that it's mainly down to the women. That mm. do you get me? That like you said that you feel like there's a lot of men out there that are attracted to trans women. And I, I believe the same thing as well, do you know what I'm trying to say? Because in the same way they're seeing you, the same way I'm seeing you, do you get me? Mm. Like, and that's what it is. But I feel like it's the women in this world or that need to kind of help that along, do you get what I'm trying mm. to say? Because that's what will help the fight, not only with them, but I feel like with you guys as well, do you get me? Oh, so you're talking about specifically cis women? Yeah, like, I feel like they need to, like, yeah, you don't need to link up and join forces. That's all talk. Cause Babe, a lot of the cis women are scared of us because they know. Yeah, but then that's but that's the thing though. That's that's what I'm trying to say. That's that that's how it it can't be because the craziest thing is yeah, like as much as you're now obviously now club, you're you're a woman. Do you know what I'm trying mm. to say? So it's you're exactly like them. Do you get me? And that's how I'm mm. seeing. And that's how they should see. They shouldn't feel threatened by. You, do you get me? But the fact that they do, yeah, is crazy. Do you get it? Like because, in all honesty, they shouldn't. Do you know what I'm mm. saying? They should really see you guys as equal. Do you mm. get me? And not see you like oh shit, like da 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 da. Because and then that's what then creates that whole circle of what's happening right mm. now do you know what i'm trying to say and that's the root of it if i'm really honest with you if you think about it you're thinking about it now no i think the root of it is patriarchy still because i feel like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i feel like women cis women and trans women there's a fight for validation from men obviously not the woke ones but generally speaking the patriarchy has made it so that we're 
we're all putting our hands up saying pick me pick me pick me obviously generally speaking there are a lot of us that aren't but you know like that's the vibe and so i feel like (laughs) so i feel like when you have trans women thrown into the mix and a lot of us are bad as fuck and we're um and and a lot of us are hyper feminine in nature to the point where it's like okay our femininity couldn't even be concealed by by our physical bodies like even back in the day when we looked like boys guys were still calling us girls you know so it's like then when you do transition a lot of the time a lot of trans women just exude this not all but a lot of them exude this hyper femininity that I think sometimes some cis women yeah do feel threatened by or do feel like competes with them or yeah I don't know but I do feel like sometimes there is an active I don't know whether it's conscious or not but there's a I don't want to say agenda but yeah it benefits a certain type of cis woman cis women that are really pandering to the patriarchy it benefits them to invalidate trans women you know it benefits them to kind of keep us in the shadows and not help us out of it so yeah that's interesting but I do agree with you I think that the revolution in terms of transness is going to have to be led by women but all women as in trans women and cis women and I do think that a massive part of that is us coming together but honestly people just don't really speak out for trans women a lot like even the other day if they did, I feel, I feel like if they spoke out more for you, like it would, it would kind of that validation would be a lot more present. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, one hundred percent. Like I personally feel like that, like because not being funny, like cis women are fighting their own fight for their own rights and their own equality, and it's that same validation that you guys are both looking for. So it's like, why are they not? We can help each other. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And like not being funny, I just feel like then across the board, they would then make everything, do you get me? Yeah. But. Well, I love that. This is, um, you know, know, nothing revolutionary here. Just a man trying to push on the, la- to push all the labor onto women. Nah, I'm just saying, I just feel like that's what, I feel like that's, that's the key to it. No, I hear you though. There's truth in what you say. Obviously, this is plan B though. Plan A is definitely just men. <laughs> just fine cuz wouldn't that be the easiest thing come on let's be fucking real but anyway whatever we could go round and round and round about that but yeah honestly i just want to say this has been an honor to chat to you in this way i actually don't really think yeah i learned a lot about you actually that we haven't properly touched on before and obviously i appreciate you coming on here as i do with all my guests obviously i know that it's a relatively untouched topic, especially in the UK, especially in, you know, communities of colour. And I really, really, really respect you a lot and have a lot of love and gratitude for you for coming on here. So thank you so much, Ryan. Yes, all right. So you can follow Ryan on. No, I'm joking. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Hi everyone, what a beautiful episode. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm really trying. <laughs>
I'm really trying to be a bit more fishy right now in this outro. So when I listen back, I'll be able to hear if it's actually making any difference. I don't know. I kind of feel stupid. I kind of feel stupid when I try and talk like this because it just doesn't feel natural. But maybe the more I do it, the more natural it will feel and sound. Let me know if I'm pulling this off or not. Um, Yeah. So anyway, thank you so much, Ryan. Thank you. I found that to be a really, really nice easy conversation for me being the person that was interviewing just because I actually really didn't feel any cap in his rap like I actually felt like he was just giving me the honest truth um and I love that I I have always felt that there's like a security in his attraction to women to be honest and to trans women to be honest ever since the day that I met him just felt very comfortable I remember one day actually the first day that we linked my flatmate walked into the lounge um who at the time was a cis woman and in that situation before I know guys have been like oh my god and kind of like got really nervous but he was just normal so from that moment on I felt like okay this boy is not new to this he's very much true to this and I think that came across in the interview um really interesting to hear that his first experience with a trans woman was via a sex worker I love that shout out my sex workers always get your money 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 um and thank you for continuously being the unsung heroes of our community you're really turning these guys out for us and then sending them to the streets for us to enjoy and I appreciate it I really appreciate it so hold tight all my sex workers for life I fucking love you um speaking of there's there's certain people I would really love to get on this podcast I would really love to speak to an out trans sex worker because I know a lot of sex workers who would not be comfortable with disclosing their shit I mean I guess we could distort your voice or whatever anyway if you're a trans sex worker and you want to come on this podcast and share some experiences I would love to know um I also really want to speak to guys that are doing the work like at the end of the episode he obviously said that he doesn't think that the change can ever come from men it's really going to come from women I'm sure that there are some men out here that are trying to 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 take a stand not just for trans women but also for men um and this idea that they nor us should be living in the shadows anymore so any guy that's kind of doing that type of work would be fucking great to talk to and I also want to talk to guys that have listened to these episodes and I want to hear not only what your perspective is and your story is but I want to hear how you've been feeling about these episodes and the guys that have come on them that would be so fab so hit me up 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 um you can find me on SNC by Maya at gmail.com on socials SNC by Maya or you can find my personal social which is Maya Memi M-Y-A-M-E-H-M-I underscore and you can also use the hashtag on Twitter hashtag SNC by Maya 
and get to come back soon. But um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. Signing off with my fish voice, honey, it's giving tilapia, it's giving pilchards. <laughs> Who knows about pilchards? Who actually knows? That's what I really want to know because, wait, hold on. <clears throat> that's what I really want to know um, because, you know, that's my bag. Um, but yeah, basically keep supporting the music, keep running everything up, keep supporting the podcast, keep sharing it. And I have a conversation in the works for next episode, which I'm hopefully going to record within the next few weeks. I'm so excited about it, guys. It's possibly going to be one of my favorite, if not my favorite episode ever so far. Because I'm really, really, really hoping to... In fact, let me not give it away. <laughs> let me not give it away. Let me not give it away. But it's going to be a really, really, really beautiful episode. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, if you're trans, just take care of yourself. I know the government is really shagging us right now. And if you're not trans, please stand with us. Talk. Don't talk for us. But, you know, amplify our voices and buy us shit honestly like please buy us some shit that would be great bye